Uh, with that being said, I'm gonna open up with a little joke right quick. If y'all don't laugh, I'm gonna laugh anyway. But uh, it's, a jo- it's a joke, right? It's called, you know, it's about a priest, an evangelist, and a minister. They were in a rowboat in the middle of a pond fishing. None of them had caught anything all morning. The evangelist stands up and says he needs to go to the bathroom. So he climbs out the boat and walks on the water to shore. He comes back 10 minutes later the same way. The minister decides he needs to go to the bathroom. So what do he do? He climbs out the boat and he walks on water too to the shore. 10 minutes later, he comes back. So the priest, he looks at both of them. He's like, I'm a man of faith. I know I've been to all these classes. I've been through all these schools. I know I have more faith than them. I'm going to get out and do the same thing. So this priest looks at both of them and said, my faith is just as strong as my fishing buddies. And that he can walk on water too. He stands up, steps out the boat. As he steps out the boat, he makes a big splash down into the water. The evangelist looks at the minister and says, I guess we should have told him where the rocks were. <laughs> so was that fate? Or was that them knowing where the rocks were, you know? So in sharing that joke, I'm going to be speaking with you about fate. I'm going to be speaking to you about fate. So I researched the word fate in the dictionary. I learned that faith is defined as belief with strong conviction. When I heard strong conviction, I know that's belief. That's, that's strong. You have to have a passion and desire for that. Belief in something for which there may be, may be no tangible. And when they say tang- tangible, they mean physical or, vis- or visible proof. Complete trust, confidence, reliance, or devotion. So I looked it up, and I looked up the antonym. Faith is the opposite of doubt. All right? So, uh, you know, you have to be strong in faith. Don't doubt. Don't waver. So with that being said, in the dictionary part, I said, all right, I need to go to the Word now. I need to see what the Bible says on faith. So I went to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. And it said, faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. So when it said faith is the confidence... So when you hear confidence, you think, sure, I'm sure of it. I know it's going to happen. So when you hear confidence, when I heard that, I said, all right, so this sure, something surely is going to happen. And with the hope, that means like the desire, the desire is going to happen, that the future is going to come, that I'm waiting. So as I read, I said, faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. It gives us assurance about things we cannot see. So when I heard assurance, I said, well, let me see. Let me see if I can break this down more. And I went into assurance and saw that it's guarantees. Guarantees. So when it guarantees, that means it's guaranteed. Even though we can't see it, it's still a guarantee. So I asked, what is guarantee? And I looked at it and I said, well, the guarantee is God promises that he made to us through Jesus Christ, through the scriptures. So if we hold on to those promises that he has made for us through, through the scriptures, we can guarantee the assurance and the faith. We can have all that combined. So with that being said, I'm going to give you an example. I'm going to tell you a story. One night, it was one night a two-story house caught on fire, and a young boy was forced to flee to the roof. The father stood on the ground below with outstretched arms, calling to his son, Jump, I'll catch you. He knew his son had to jump to save his life, so it was out of the father's hand. He knew his son had to take that step to save his life. His son looked down, and all he could see was flames, smoke, and darkness. So you're looking from a second roof. 
and all you can see down is nothing but flames, dark, darkness, smoke. So as can be imagined, his son was afraid to jump off the roof. His father kept yelling, jump, I will catch you. But, the, but then his son shouted, daddy, I can't see you. The father replied, but I can see you and that's all that matters. The son who trusted and believed his daddy without hesitation jumped. He took the step, he jumped. Once the boy fell into his daddy's arms, he thanked his daddy wholeheartedly with tears of joy. And his daddy was pleased that his son had faith in him despite not being able to see him. So what that being said is, even though we can't see God, even though we can't see him, we should take that first step. If you take that first step, God, God, God is going to guide you. God is going to guide you. So now if the boy was able to see the ground and jumped on his own account, he would have believed that it was his ability that saved him. But because the boy could not visibly, visually or physically see, he trusted and believed in his father to catch him. He depended on his father. In the end, his father received all the glory because he didn't thank himself. He didn't thank his own abilities. He thanked his father for catching him. Not only catching him, catching him because he couldn't see him. He trusted and he believed in him. So what I'm saying is that God wants us to totally depend on him and not ourselves through any trial or tribulation. So when God delivers us from our situation, we will give him all the glory. All we have to do is have faith and take the first step and he will carry you the rest of the way. For God is a righteous God. It's impossible for him to lie. So as we can see, God has made all things depend on faith for his glory. So I ask y'all, why is faith so important? For faith is the key to pleasing God. Without faith, we have no place with God. Uh, I went and checked in. I went to Hebrews chapter 11, verses 6 and 7. For it states, it is impossible to please God without faith. So this is not my own words. This is God speaking to us. This is the Lord telling us, you cannot please me without faith. Faith is the foundation for understanding God's word, understanding his Bible, understanding his promises through Jesus Christ. Without it, we're dead. We're dead to him. Uh, and anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. So... When I looked into that, I said, so God rewards those who sincerely seek him, which took me to uh, an example in the Bible in Luke chapter 7, verse 50. It was about the, the prostitute woman. She was filled with so many sins, but yet she still seek God. She still seek Jesus Christ because she heard what he was doing. She heard it and believed in his miracles. She heard and believed that she could be saved through him. So she seeked him. And when she went to the house where he was having dinner with the Pharisees, she immediately fell to her knees crying in tears of sorrow. As she wiped his feet, she brought an expensive bottle of perfume to wipe his feet with. So you can see she came with her best for him because she knew and she believed she had faith. And by Jesus knowing this, he told her, by your faith you have been saved. By your faith you have been saved. Go in peace. So it was because of her faith that she was saved. Even though she had many sins, people looked down on her. 
she still had faith in Jesus Christ and what he has done for us. Even though she couldn't see it, she believed it. And, uh, and I tell you, man, it's, God wants to reward us. But we have to believe. We have to step out on faith. We have to understand what his promises are. Uh, so after finding out why faith is so important, I wanted to know where faith came from. It's so important where it comes from. So I started digging a little deeper, and I went into Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9. For God said, you by his grace when you believe. God saved you by his grace when you believe. Some versions read, God saved you by his grace through faith. And you can't take credit for this. It is a free gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done, so none of us can boast about it. So I went to back this scripture up. I went into Romans 12, verse 3. And what it said, because of the privilege and authority God has given me, I give each of you this warning. Do not, don't think you are better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves, measuring yourselves by the faith God has given us. So I took both of those scriptures and saw that God gives us faith. He gives everybody faith. So it was made clear to me that faith is a free gift from God, not because we deserve it or have earned it or worthy of it. It's only by God's grace and mercy that we have it. Um, and this is done so that God can receive all the glory and not ourselves. God loves to bless those who are obedient and faithful. And so as I went on to all that, I found out God gave, gives us faith, why faith is important. So in that term, I wanted to know the examples of faith. So I went to Hebrews chapter 11, which gives us the examples of faith. The men and women that demonstrated their faith, that acted out on their faith, acted out on the promises of God. And I went into chapter 11. I started off with 11, verse 7. It was by faith that Noah built a large boat to save his family from the flood. He obeyed God who warned him about things that had never happened before. So you can imagine him telling people, a flood is coming. Nobody never seen this before in their life, this water, this rain. But instead, he kept faith. He had faith in God's promise. What God told him, he kept the faith. Even when people doubted him, even when people laughed at him, he kept the faith. And by his faith, Noah condemned the rest of the world, and he received the righteousness that comes by faith. Verse 8, I went to verse 8. It was by faith that Abraham obeyed when God called him to leave home and go to another land that God would give him as an inheritance. He went without knowing where he was going. How many people could just get up and leave not knowing where they're going? to go settle down somewhere else because somebody told me something. Somebody I ain't never seen before told me, get up and go move over there. Go move in a desired project. <laughs> Come on now. How people going to look at that? Nah, Lord, you tripping. <laughs> but, but it was by his faith. It was by his faith that he left because he believed in God promised that what God promised him. And even when he reached the land God promised him, he lived there by faith. For he was like a foreigner living in tents. And so, did, and so did Isaac and Jacob, who inherited the same promise. 
Abraham was confidently looking for a city with eternal foundations, a city designed and built by God. It was by faith that even Sarah was able to have a child. Though she was barren and was too old, she believed. She believed. She believed that God would keep his promise. So she held on to the promise. Even though she was, I forgot how old she was up there though. You know, but God still blessed her because he can do all things. I don't know about y'all, God, but I have a big God. And I know he can do all things through Christ Jesus. So with that being said, I continued to read on. I went to Hebrews 17, and I read it was by faith that Abraham offered Isaac as a sacrifice when God was testing him. Abraham, who had received God's promises, was ready to sacrifice his only son, Isaac. His only son that God promised him that he would have. He was ready to do it because God promised him that he would give him a son. So when God gave him the command to go sacrifice your son, he knew that if you promise me a son, you're going to bring him back. You're going to bring him back. But he believed he had faith in God. And by him believing, he was counted righteous. So even though God had told him, Isaac is the son through whom your descendants will be counted, Abraham reasoned that if Isaac died, God was able to bring him back to life again. And in a sense, Abraham did receive his son back from the dead. So he already believed without seeing, without knowing, going into the unknown, having faith. And as I went on to verse 20, it was by faith that Isaac promised blessings for the future to his sons, Jacob and Esau. It was by faith that Jacob, when he was old and dying, blessed each of Joseph's sons and bowed in worship as he leaned on his staff. It was by faith that Joseph, when he was about to die, said confidently that the people of Israel would leave Egypt. He even commanded them to take his bones with them when they left. That's pretty confident. He already knew, even though he didn't see the promise. He knew he was gone. He knew he was gone. And there's so many more Examples of faith, of men with faith, that not only had faith, but acted out on it. Uh, It was by faith that Moses, when he grew up, refused to call the son of Pharaoh's daughter, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to share the oppression of God's people instead of enjoying the fleeting pleasures of sin. Not many people would do that. Pharaoh had the world in his hands. Could have gave Moses anything he wanted. Women, gold, back then, livestock, cattle, castles, palace. He had everything at his feet. But instead, he chose to hold on to God's promise. Instead, he, stole, he chose to suffer for the, sake of, for the sake of Christ, to own the treasures of Egypt, for he was looking ahead to his great reward. So he was looking ahead. Even though he couldn't see it, he was looking ahead because of his faith. So after reading all these examples of people who kept the faith, I I learned that all of them had something in common. All of their faith was tested. Every person in that Bible and that scripture was tested. So, So we ask why faith is tested. Why faith is tested. 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 6 and 7 says, So be truly glad that there is a wonderful joy ahead, even though you have to endure many trials for a little while. 
When I heard that, I knew immediately that I'm going to go through some trials and tribulations to be strong. Not only be strong, be joyful about it. Thank God that I'm going through it so that it can build my maturity in Christ so I can know who to depend on when I'm going through something. That I can hold on to his promises that he will deliver me. That I will not stay there for long because he said I'm going to go through it. He didn't say I'm going to stay there. So I was able to hold on to that. These trials will show that your faith is genuine. So people will say they have faith all day, but how do you know unless you go through something? How do you know your faith is genuine? How do you know it's true? How do you know it's honest? Unless you go through something. Are you going to rely on your own ability? Or are you going to depend on God? Or are you going to depend on Jesus to see you through it? For I said, these trials will show that your faith is genuine. It is being tested as fire testers, tests and purifies gold. Though your faith is far more precious than mere gold. So when your faith remains strong through many trials, it will bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day when Jesus Christ is revealed to the whole world. Glorification. Glorification. So when your faith is tested, it's going to be tried. It's going to be purified to see if you're honest. Also cross-reference. I had to go. I had to make sure that the Lord said I'm going to go through it. I wanted to make sure this is one scripture. So I went to Romans chapter 5, verse 3 and 4. We say we can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials. For we know that they help us develop endurance. And endurance develops strength of character. And character strength is our confidence of hope of salvation. So when I heard that, I just said, Wow. So the Lord going to send me through all this. He's going to send me through all these trials and tribulations. So he can know that I need him. That I can't do it without him. That I depend on him. And because of that, it's going to strengthen my character, my maturity in Christ. I'll be able to share a testimony with somebody about it and how I got through it. And it wasn't nothing but the promises that God gave me through Jesus Christ. And I'm going to share a personal testimony with you guys right quick. Then I'm going to get back on. Uh, <clears throat> this was uh, my wife and I. My wife became pregnant. Y'all know how that happened. <clears throat> Ain't got to talk about that part. <laughs> but anyway, she became pregnant. Having a baby. We just got married having a baby, right? Uh, I never told nobody this, man. This is tough for me. So anyway. Having a baby, right? So we six months in, wife get a call from the doctor. We need you to come in. We got an emergency. We need something to tell you. We have to tell you something. So she's been getting tests done throughout the whole time. Doctor sits her down and says, you know, I hate to tell you this, but you have this rare blood disease. It's like 1% in the world that has it. 1%. And my wife got it. And because of that, We're going to ask you to terminate the pregnancy. Six months in, terminate the pregnancy. What? Terminate the pregnancy because he's going to have, the baby's going to have serious complications. Going to be born with Down syndrome. May not have any physical movements. Do you want that? It strongly suggests that we terminate the pregnancy. So the minute my wife hear that, she fall to the ground crying. Call me, I'm at work, I'm on the streets, you know, you got to be 
you got to have your mind right on the streets because you don't know what the streets going to bring to you. So anyway, I get this news, man, and I immediately, you know, I left work to be with her, you know. And on my, on my way driving home, I can tell you, when you're going through something, that devil going to get in your ear. That devil going to get in your ear and say, you know what, Vic, you ain't got time to deal with no baby with major complications, possible Down syndrome. Go ahead and terminate the pregnancy. Go ahead and do it. You're going to be all right. You'll be able to make another one. I promise you. It's all the things going through my mind. Not knowing before that, I've always said to myself, I don't believe in it. I'm not saying everybody else has to, but that's what I said. I believe in God's word. That he don't make no mistakes. That who am I to take a life that he has given me? So I held on to that promise. So more and more tests was done. All this took place. Finally, finally we made a decision we're going to pray. We continued to pray. We prayed without ceasing. I finally was at peace knowing that whatever God blessed me with, I'm going to be happy. I was at peace. The devil left. He wasn't in my ear no more because I already told him. I'm at peace now. Whatever the Lord blessed me with, I'm going to be happy. Because I married the one I wanted to marry, my wife. So anyway, you know, my wife, she's still hysterical and crying and stuff. And it's normal for a woman. Sorry about that, ladies. But the man got to be strong. You know, he got to be. If we're not the strength, we're not the strength of it. You know, everything could crumble down because if we make a decision, and if you're that leader of that house, that person's going to follow. So anyway, long story short, had the baby, right? All these tests, all this, y'all oh, should terminate the pregnancy, all this, all that, we should do this and do that. We took the faith out of the doctor's hand and put it in God's hand. So when my son was born, my son, he was born, they did all type of tests, they took him away from us. Come back, oh, you have a healthy baby boy. He didn't get... He didn't get the blood disease. He didn't get the 1% blood disease. That's common. He was born. He was healthy. So I immediately fell to my knees and I gave God all the glory. Because I could have I quickly changed that and terminated that pregnancy. Using my own actions, by my own actions. But instead I relied on God. I depended on God. I kept my faith in him. And now I have a beautiful son. Victor Gander III is probably in the back right now. He's on, a, he's on a praise and worship team back there. He done got up. He's praying. Good kid. He's in the karate. Man, it was such a blessing. And I could have missed out on that blessing if I didn't know the promises God had for me. So I wanted to share that story with you guys. Because I want us to understand that we will have some difficult times in our lives that we won't be able to understand or comprehend. It may be sometimes we ask God why things are happening, but if we trust God and have faith in God's promises, we will be able to go through trials and tribulations with great boldness and confidence. And by me understanding that, I was able to be more mature in Christ. I was able to, because when you're going through something, you open that Bible up, you go through all type of scriptures, you read so much stuff and it, it sticks to you because you know that's what got you through it. So some of the promises, man, that I, that I kept with me, James 1 and 12, 
God blesses those who patiently endure testing and temptation. So he's telling me what I'm going to do, and he's going to tell me why. Because afterward, they will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. So he told me about the bad stuff first. Then he gave me the good news after. But in order to get to the good news, I had to go through the bad stuff first. So it made me stronger. It made my wife stronger. made my family stronger. And some of the other prayers, Matthew 21, 22. You can pray for anything. If you have faith, you will receive it. There go that word again, faith. Faith. You have to have it. There's no way around it. You can't buy it. You can't purchase it. Can't do nothing to get it. You can't go run track to get it. Can't play football to get it. It's something that's given by God. In Matthew 6, 33, this is my last one, that always stick with me. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. That's when I got up and started serving. I got out that seat and started serving. Serving the Lord, putting everything else on the back burner now. Serving the Lord. Whether it's coming to church, whether it's being faithful in tithing, whether it's being faithful in my marriage, trusting God, to giving him all that, my marriage, my, my finances, everything. I gave it all to him. Lord, I don't want to be in control no more because I'm going to mess it up. So I gave it all to him. I sincerely, see, I sincerely seeked him. And he's been blessing me ever since. Amen. He's given me this opportunity that I never thought I ever have yes. to speak to you today. So I hope everybody learned and got something out of this. And in closing, to all the promises that God gave us, not only gave us promises, he gave us the insurance, the guarantee. And that guarantee is in 1 John chapter 5, 11, 13. Pastor Nate drilled this in my head and beat me up so much that I knew this. Right off hand. I'm telling you, that man's discipleship is powerful. I pray that every, every man get in there. Get in and get that word, man. I'm telling you, it's powerful. I take it with me to work. I take it with me at home. I take it with me when I'm raising my children. I take it with me everywhere I go. My partner, he's here today. He know I'm on him every day when we used to be in the car, right? On him. But that's what we have to do. We have to pass it down. So in closing, I'm going to read this. And this is what God has testified. So when you have testified, you know somebody getting up. It's a, sworn, it's a statement. It's sworn. And he said, and God has testified that he has given us eternal life and that life is in his son. Oh, still waiting. Ain't gonna change it. All right, cool. All right. <laughs> All right. And whoever has the son has life. Whoever does not have God's son does not have life. So the assurance he gave us, he testified about it that if you have my son, you will have life. So hold on to God's promises wherever you may go. Even though you can't see him, it's coming. Be patient. Endure the time of testing, and you will see it through. Thank you for letting me speak today.